The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome. It's the Wednesday edition, Roto-Grinders, Daily Fantasy Fix podcast. Uh, we are presented to you by Fantasy Draft. We want to thank them and hope you head on over there, make a deposit, check out their games. Remember, PGA gets rolling tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock, uh, out there in Hawaii, so a little bit more time to enter. And uh, I always say, I think they got the uh, best constructed daily fantasy golf game anywhere and of course their uh, basketball i think is a lot of fun too uh we've got tons of flexibility in your roster builds make sure you sign up through our links on roto grinders and support the people who are bringing you free content like this very podcast today hopefully your wednesday is a little bit better than mine uh, pretty much the entire country is in some sort of a deep freeze here uh, i live in florida alaska is warmer than me right now which is not good uh, but the wonderful thing is I get to do this from my nice, cozy, warm office. So I didn't really have to go anywhere. So I can't I can't get too mad about it. But uh, hopefully by Sunday, the Jags big playoff game, we get to some nicer weather here in Jacksonville. But uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a big NBA slate today. We uh, also, I, I want to open it up talking about what FanDuel decided to come up with here this week for their NFL playoffs is they're meshing... Two things that uh, there's definitely a crossover between these two, uh, and I'm talking about cryptocurrency and DFS. I mean, if there's one thing we can know and see that a lot of the people who play DFS have also kind of gotten into the world of Bitcoin and Ethereum and uh, Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash and Ripple and XRP and NEO and all these other coins that... Uh, I don't really know what they are, but what I do know is that uh, a lot of people are right now making money on these things, and uh, it certainly has a buzz. I mean, let's face it, like I, when my my mother-in-law, who is about as old-fashioned as you can find, is, is asking me about Bitcoin at Christmas, that's kind of all you need to know about this thing kind of going more and more mainstream, and FanDuel rolled out something called the Bitcoin Bowl tournament where um, they've got two varieties of it. One is a free roll. doesn't cost you anything to enter. And the winner of that will win a Bitcoin, which uh, valued right around 15K right now. And the other one is a $3 entry tournament where they're going to be giving away three Bitcoin. They're going to be giving uh, two to the winner, a half a Bitcoin to second place, and 0.25 Bitcoin to third and fourth place. So this is interesting. Now, admittedly, I haven't gone through the fine print in terms of how you are given said Bitcoin. Because let's face it, it's again, this is cryptocurrency. You just don't 
you don't get something in the mail. You don't get a check of Bitcoin. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're going to have to have it transferred to, you know, an online Bitcoin wallet. I know I probably sound like an idiot for some people out there who are really into this. Um, you know, there's going to be different avenues for them to get you said Bitcoin. And I almost guarantee you as well, they'll probably offer you whatever the cash value is on the Bitcoin to kind of save you the process of going through it. But the interesting thing about this is um, that we do have this kind of crossover. And even more than that is that uh, there seems to be some demand for it. You know, this just launched yesterday. It's Wednesday today. We've got a long time before this locks on Saturday at, uh, at 4.30. And looking at it, uh, the $3 entry has uh, over 11,000 people in it. Uh, I did the math and there's about $33,000 in entries. 33,774 is the math I did earlier today. And if you look at the value of Bitcoin, of three Bitcoin right now, it's about 15K a piece. So you're looking at about $45,000. So uh, if they continue on this pace of entries, they're going to obviously have way more than $45,000 in entries, meaning that uh, there's going to be a lot of profit margin here in, um, there's going to be a quite a bit of profit margin in uh, for FanDuel in this, uh, in this tournament, which, let's face it, in the world of daily fantasy, these sites are looking to make as much money as they can. And I know that some people are upset about this, that they look at it and uh, are saying to themselves, like, um, you know, this, is, this isn't good for the consumer. Um, you know, clearly they're raking this contest. You know, it could be, you know, way larger than we have on your typical cash tournament. And, and I totally agree with those concerns. Um, now, I also think we have to put into account that they're also running one of these free. So if you want to say, yes, they're raking this contest that people are buying in for and winning Bitcoins, well, add that free roll one in there. Add that extra 15K where anybody can enter and, and potentially win as well. But uh, my big thing is, is if this is a one-off situation, I, I really don't care too much about it. Like... Uh, this is obviously, I think, an interesting thing with DFS is having prizes that people want that they not necessarily are going to want to pay for with their own money. This is something I talked about like four years ago in the podcast um, about you know not, not having everything necessarily be just cash prizes for people. Everybody loves cash. No, there's no, pro no doubt about that. And if you win cash, you can usually buy things yourself. But I think a lot of this has to do is, hey, I can throw a $3 entry in and maybe I'll win one of these cool Bitcoin things. And it gets back to the main thing that I've talked about on this show time and time again is that your average person does not care about rake. They don't care how many fees they're playing. They ultimately care about the fact that, um, that they uh, you know, can win something of value for a small amount of money. That's what they care about. This is a perfect example of this. Again, this is an uncapped contest. So who knows? I mean, ultimately, they could they could rake, you know, 500% on this, depending on how many people end up entering this contest. Um, but, you know, I, I think that if it's a one-off situation, uh, just to kind of throw it out there, something fun, they did call it a Bitcoin bowl, uh, I think it's kind of cool. Like, whatever. It doesn't bother me for a one-off. People also should know what they're getting into. But on the flip side, if this becomes a trend, 
and you look at it and say, okay, we're going to offer prizes in Bitcoin, and we know that the price fluctuates on Bitcoin, so therefore we're going to have unlimited entry, um, then I get a bit more of a problem if this becomes more of a standard situation because they're making oodles and oodles of money off of this, which is going to be just terrible for the consumer in the long term. Now, I, I think the chances of that happening are pretty much slim and none. So until it does, I'm not going to kind of get on my high horse and like dog FanDuel for doing something different and, and innovative on a one-off, especially if there's demand for it. But, you know, I think this could also turn into, you know, other games, because I've talked about this before, like, you know, I why not have them go to Callaway and say, okay, Callaway, pay us a bunch of money to sponsor a tournament and give us you know, uh, 50 sets of, of clubs that we can give away, or even less than that. Let's say it's 10 sets of clubs at about a thousand bucks a piece that we can give away, and we'll run a $3 tournament. And, you know, the top 10 in this tournament will win these wonderful Callaway golf clubs. And for me, like, that's a smart kind of little business model because a lot of people would like new golf clubs don't want to pay a thousand bucks for them. Might they throw a $3 entry in? Maybe. And you know the wonderful thing about it is it won't cost FanDuel a thing because they've got they got these clubs from the sponsor that they're putting out there and bingo, bingo, boombo. There you go. You suddenly have the ability to um, to to make some money and people are entering something that you know they might want that they just typically are not gonna spend money on, but it's three bucks. Who cares? And do the same thing with like cruises, trips places, like uh, you know how awesome it would be for people to be like, yeah, honey, I want a trip. I want a trip. We're going on a cruise sometime in the next year uh, on Holland America or whatever. And she's like, oh, really? How much did this cost? You say, nothing. I entered a $3 tournament and I won. Uh, I think those type of things are something that sites could easily look at in a way to monetize it in a fashion that um, your average person isn't really going to care about. You know, again, they don't care about rate. They care about what they're winning, what their experience is. And right now there's a fad is around Bitcoin. Now, I don't want to say fad, but it's it's definitely gaining mainstream popularity. People talk about it. People want it. And that's why people are entering this game. And I'll be very curious to see if the numbers slow down once they get to that point where the number of entries far exceeds what the value of the Bitcoins are. But I got a hunch that it's not. Uh, especially come Saturday at 4.30 if all their other tournaments are filled, but you got this $3 uncapped contest on FanDuel for a Bitcoin. People are going to enter. It's the only thing there. It's a tournament. Let's play it. Why not? I guarantee you it's going to make them a lot of money. For this week, I don't care, but if it suddenly becomes uh, more of a trend, I think it's a little bit more worrisome just because uh, it's really almost impossible to win in the long term, but it also goes back to like, Again, the nature of the people playing this game. People listen to this podcast. People go to Roto Grinders. We obviously know that in the long term, playing these games uh, that have 500% rake are not going to be profitable. It's not. Um, and 500 might be extreme, but even if it's, you know, because uh, typically we're at what, 10%, 15% in some games, and there's people who don't think that's beatable. Uh, what is it going to do, you know, if it is a hundred percent rake uh, or greater? Like, yeah. But again, it goes back to the people do this for fun. The, the, the that is like the more people are playing daily fantasy for fun 
then do it like we do. And that's obviously kind of what this contest caters to. Um, and people can always say it's a supply and demand thing. And if it's a one-off situation, I think it's, again, I'm getting back, not to sound like a broken record, but I'm a less worried about it because it is supply and demand. It's not killing your ecosystem to run a Bitcoin bowl contest one week. Now, if all of your contests suddenly turned uncapped, because here's something that's interesting. A lot of people don't realize this, but um, early on in this industry, uncapped contests were very prevalent. And they happened all over the place, even on FanDuel for a little while before they kind of hit this major growth pattern. Um, you know, you basically only needed to establish the, um, you needed to establish the prize. You didn't need to establish the max number of people who could be in it. And as far as I know, all the regulations still are that same side of things. There's nothing that is spoken about in state regulations about rake, as far as I know. It's all about you know establishing ahead of time what the prize pool is going to be. And this definitely applies to it. Now, there are entry limits you know, in terms of you can't have more than 150 entries. That's usually the, the number in, in most of these states out there. Um, and that does apply to this tournament, but nothing about the total number of entries that can come in. And uh, and let's face it, like when I saw that back in the day, it was it was comical to see how many people were playing these contests for money like this. And you know the fact that the, you've got the fluctuation around the value of Bitcoin, I guess is, I don't know if that's their justification. I, I don't, you know, they could have easily just set a cap on it and said, okay. Um, we're going to have it at, at max, like 50% rake. So God forbid the value of Bitcoin went up a ton, um, over the next week, it kind of protects them, but they're not going to have, you know, 200% rake on a tournament. Suppose they could have done something like that. Uh, but maybe they just wanted to see what happens, try new things. You know, that was the, that was the big old, uh, line in 2017, try new things, so in, in one regards, I do commend FanDuel for trying something a little bit different. Uh, yeah, if you care about your ROI, uh, it's probably not the best value of tournament to be playing in. If you want a Bitcoin for $3 and you want to throw an entry in, do it. But throw that same entry into you know the $4 tournament and win some real money. Um, and also you know have a little bit better value on your entry as well. But... I think it's going to be looked at as more as a one-off than anything else. So uh, that's kind of my thoughts on it. But I, I would love to see some more experiences, some more, you know, things that, that people might want. Men are my age, you know, 25 to, to 45 might be interested in, but just don't want to necessarily buy it, uh, but could win it. I think that'd be kind of cool to see what, what happens. So there's an idea for you out there. Um, but we'll be monitoring that as that comes closer to lineup lock on Saturday. All right, we'll, we'll get to NBA here in a moment, but I uh, need to say thank you quickly to my friends over at Blue Apron, another fine sponsor here in Roto Grinders and of the Daily Fantasy Fix. And, you know, Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. If you haven't tried them out, why not try it out this year? It's something fun, something new. Make the home-cooked meals yourself. You get to see what's in your food, which I think is phenomenal. And they actually have a bunch of different recipe plans as well. They got a two-person meal plan, which is going to serve two people. You get to choose from eight recipes per week. 
and uh, with the choice to receive either two or three recipes a week. So again, you don't need to do it all five days. They got a family meal plan. Meals are going to serve four people, and you can choose from four new recipes a week, and you can do two, three, or four per week. And then this is something that I need to look into. I haven't gotten this yet. The wine plan. You get six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. Ah, that's good. I love me some good wine. But the food is tremendous at Blue Apron. It's easy to do. The recipe cards set it up really nicely for you. That So if even you're the most basic and rookie chef out there or cook out there, you can make it work. The food, absolutely delicious. They got pros who set this up. So this isn't just... Uh, you know, Tom, Dick, or Harry throwing things in a box and saying, cook it up yourself. No, these are professional chefs who make these recipes. I'll tell you, they taste awesome. And you look at it afterwards and be like, I made this? How did I do this? So this is what we've got. You know, it's a new year. Try something new. Let's try some Blue Apron. And they're treating the listeners to this podcast, to their first three meals. That's a $30 value uh, with your first order when you visit uh, to blueapron.com slash fantasy fix. That's right. You're getting your first Three meals for free. That's a $30 value on your first order. BlueApron.com slash Fantasy Fix. Check out the menu items and get $30 off. And, oh, by the way, free shipping sound good? That's right. It's at BlueApron.com slash Fantasy Fix. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Check them out. It's 2018. All right, let's get to some hoops for tonight. And uh, should be a pretty good slate for us. Looking forward to this one. Uh, busy, busy slate. Got some injuries to talk about. And uh, number one is going to be James Harden is going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So uh, not only is that interesting, then they get this just absolutely amazing matchup here with the uh, Orlando Magic. So uh, super high total in this one. Going to be a lot of players from that game that we're going to be looking to play. Victor Oladipo is going to miss again for the Indiana Pacers, so he is out. We'll keep our eye on the Lakers. You've got um, uh, you've got Lonzo Ball, who is questionable, and we also have um, Kyle Kuzma, who's kind of a game-time decision, too. He got a little bit banged up the other day. If Kuzma's out, that could certainly open up some, uh, some opportunities for some other people. So... Uh, you know, obviously a guy like Julius Randle's been good, but you take Kuzma out of the mix, and uh, I think it's even more interesting there. Uh, let's see, other injuries for us to uh, look at. Joel Embiid, probably not going to play today. we got game-time decision on him, but uh, they're calling him doubtful for this game versus the Spurs hurt his hand. So uh, we know what that means. Rashawn Holmes, Dario Saric, those guys immediately, you know, going to move up the list a good bit. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, let's see. Uh, Avery Bradley, he is going to return for Detroit today. That's really a game I'm not interested in. Detroit-Miami feels uh, like a game that you might just want to uh, not have too much interest in. Keep our eye there on Draymond Green. Game time decision here today with uh, a sprained ankle, and uh, we'll see if he plays, if he would sit. 
Jordan Bell probably gets a little bit of a tick up there in usage, but again, we do have the return of Steph Curry. Looked pretty good last week. Uh, James Johnson, another guy who has been upgraded to questionable for this game versus the Pistons. Again, not a game I'm looking forward to rostering too many people from. And, uh, and that's about it in terms of new injuries there for us. So again, if you're not using our Court Report blog, make sure you at least get the Roto-Grinders app and set those alerts. So uh, if there is a big, big piece of news, it will push directly to your phone so you can get it and make any adjustments you need to make. All right, let's break it down for you again. Uh, we kind of use FanDuel as the basis of our salary discussion, but uh, we will use all the different sites along the way. And we'll start off at point guard where I think your chalk play of the day is going to be Chris Paul. And uh, he obviously going to be a guy who's thrust into more usage with James Harden out and gets really the nut matchup here against Orlando, who is just terrible defensively versus the point guard. The total in this game is way up there. Looks like we're sitting at a 221 right now um, for Houston on the road. The spread is 7.5, so probably not going to have too much of a blowout. And his salary, I feel like, got a little bit boosted up. Uh, but it's absolutely in play, and I think he's going to be the chalk here today. 9,900 on FanDuel, 96 on DraftKings, and 17.4 over on Fantasy Draft. We can just plug him into our lineups and move on. Uh, so he'll be your cash game play today, um, point per dollar. But obviously a lot of great options for us to get to. And uh, <laughs> we've got a monster salary on Russell Westbrook today, 12 Three over on FanDuel is just, that is an obscene number for him. Again, FanDuel is usually less than DraftKings. Um, rarely is it, you know, a $600 difference at this level. You know, DraftKings, he's 11-7. FanDuel, he's 12-3. Fantasy Draft, he's 25. And it's a really good matchup here. He's going back to LA, uh, a team who plays up in pace, might get Lonzo Ball defense, and God knows that's not good. Uh, I mean, Westbrook's in a complete and utter smash spot. We've got enough games where typically you can find um, value to make it work. Um, but I don't know if there's quite enough that has opened up yet for me to be able to fit him and Paul together. And if I'm choosing one of these guys today, it's almost certainly going to be Chris Paul. But there's no denying that Russell Westbrook today is an excellent play. Now, we've got a lot of other guys that we can go to. Uh, as well, I think there's some underpriced guys at the point guard position. Eric Bledsoe, 7,100 versus Indiana. Uh, a guy who's really been playing much better lately, and I think his price hasn't really caught up with his, his play. 72 on DraftKings, 14K on Fantasy Draft. He had that dog game against OKC, but 48 against Toronto, 49 against Minnesota, 37 there against Chicago. And we've definitely seen him you know, get more aggressive scoring, and it's taken away from some of the productivity there of Antetokounmpo. But the price, again, I think he's borderline $7,800, $7,900 player on FanDuel, and we're getting him at 71 So uh, I like him today, price per dollar. You could go to Ish Smith today. He's going to play minutes. I don't love the matchup versus Miami. The game totals 196 You know, if it's a three-game slate, five-game slate, he's more in play than he is on a slate like this one for me. Um... Other names for us, we've got Kyle Lowry at 7,900 here against Chicago. Pretty high total in this one, 216, and we've seen Chicago start to play you know, much better here over the last couple of weeks, and uh, over 40 fantasy points, three of the last four games. Let's see how he did against Chicago a little bit earlier this season as I track that down. 
33 fantasy points, went for 17, 6, and 6. Uh, he's in then 31 in the opener this season, so he's already played them twice this year. Uh, definitely into him when you look at that salary here today. Now we got some cheaper names that I'm going to throw out there too. Uh, Darren Collison, again, no Oladipo. You don't usually take point guards versus Milwaukee, so I understand if you don't want to go there why that is. Uh, but definitely one of the guys who can pick up that scoring and usage. And there's a lot of it that leaves the floor when Oladipo sits out. So I don't mind him at 6,100. I don't think he's quite cash game playable, but GPPs, absolutely. Same with Ricky Rubio today against New Orleans. Rubio, monster game against Cleveland last time out. Uh, 44 fantasy points at a cheap price tag. Uh, he was, what, under 5K. It's jumped a little bit up to 5,300 on both the sites. I think he's a little bit better value maybe on DraftKings here today than he is on FanDuel, but certainly playable there. I don't think I'm quite going to 10-4 on Fantasy Draft, but I don't think he's unplayable at that number um, in a game which I think should feature some scoring, 209.5 the total. And, uh, yeah, I think R Ricky Rubio absolutely in play for us. Uh, John Wall... Uh, I'm fine with him going against the Knicks. The thing about the Knicks, though, you know, Nicolina is a pretty good defender. Um, you know, Jared Jack's old, but he's not actually a terrible defender. I think he's a GPP play for me. Uh, if I'm rolling cash games, uh, it's going to be Chris Paul. I think everybody's going to go that way over John Wall. So you're probably going to get him at really low ownership. Um, but with the Knicks playing last night, it feels like it's a it's a third and four for the Knicks as well. Uh, I'm not sure how well they're going to do in this matchup on the road at Washington. We could have a bit of a blowout there. Uh, I think a guy we've got to talk about here is Jamal Murray against Phoenix. Uh, he's just been lighting up the uh, the scoreboard here. 31 real life, 21-22. That's the last three games. 51, 40, and 33. Also had a 32 against Golden State. Now the salary has come up, but clearly he's... You know, his role is changing. He's becoming more of a scorer. And again, another phenomenal matchup here against Phoenix. I, I don't really see it slowing down here outside of, a, you know, potential blowout on the back-to-back -back for Phoenix tonight. But um, big fan here of Jamal Murray. Uh, 7,300 on FanDuel, 67 DraftKings, 12-5 on Fantasy Drafts. I'm curious of where his ownership kind of checks in because that's obviously a bigger number than we're used to paying for him. Uh, but again, like I said, his role has changed, and we don't have a line in this one, but this is a home game. Phoenix on a back-to-back, -back, now going to altitude. That's about as negative of a game situation you can kind of run into. Uh, you've got top-end guys in Curry and Kyrie. The matchup um, is you know, pretty interesting for Kyrie, but the price is really up there at 9K. Isaiah Thomas is going to sit out today, which just letting you know about it. Um, I, I think I'm only playing Kyrie if I'm kind of running it back with some LeBron, and hopefully we get uh, a game of fireworks there on national TV. It's not an impossibility to happen, but not a core play for me. And same with Curry against Dallas. Again, no total in this game, but man, he looked uh, awesome in that return. Only played 25 minutes, but gave you 47 fantasy points, 38 real-life points. Uh, I don't know if he's going to shoot 10 for 13 from the three-point range in his return, and uh, I'll be curious to see if his minutes... Uh, go above that 25. I think you might get to 30, uh, but he's not a guy who's been playing, you know, 37, 39 minutes all year long, but not my favorite spot on the road game against Dallas for him. If you need some more value, I don't hate TJ McConnell here against the Spurs. I know it's the Spurs. 
Uh, not an ideal team, but he's only 4,600 over there on FanDuel. Wish the dude would start. He's like by far the the best little guard that they have. Like he just does the little things right. And uh, I love that. And they don't necessarily need him to score. Now they might need him a little bit more with uh, Embiid out. Um, I actually think he's a better player when Embiid is in because he can facilitate to him more. But uh, I do don't hate him today at that price point. Uh, that's probably it. I'm not, you know, Dragon had a big game last time out, but I told you I'm not playing really anybody in that Detroit-Miami game. Um, we'll keep our eye on the point guard situation. I guess Lonzo Ball could play, but I'm not going to roll him out in his first game back. If he would sit, you could look to Ennis, but his salary has really jumped up a little bit. So a uh, lot of options for us out there at the uh, point guard spot. That's what happens when you got like 13 games on the schedule. Uh, okay, shooting guard. Uh, the chalk play of the day probably going to be Eric Gordon. Uh, of course, no James Harden. Gordon's going to step into that starting lineup. And we saw what he did when Chris Paul was out. And now you kind of take Harden out of the mix. The guy who shoots the ball even more. It's got to go somewhere. Eric Gordon's the obvious guy. And uh, this matchup here versus Orlando, just fine when you consider DVP 25th high total. And the salary pretty moderate, 6600 on FanDuel, 68 on DraftKings, 12.5 on Fantasy Draft. But look for him to garner some ownership today. I think this is a great Will Barton game too. Love uh, playing Barton when he's playing kind of bad, mediocre teams. And it's uh, what he gets today at Phoenix. And uh, 36, 40 each of the last two games. 6K on FanDuel, 65 on or 66 on FanDuel. 65 on fantasy uh, DraftKings and 12-7 on fantasy draft. Uh, he's definitely got. I'm looking at Booker on the back-to-back -back at altitude, dangerous spot. But he has just been chucking like crazy since he came off that injury. Did it again last night and uh, put up 53 fantasy points. I saw that 9100 salary on DraftKings yesterday. I was like, nope, not playing him. And sure enough, you know, pretty much made value on that. Um, today he's 84. The price has kind of come down a little bit. 78 on FanDuel and 15-3 on Fantasy Drafts. So they kind of almost accounted for that back-to-back -to, -back to altitude. But a guy who's just going to, he's really going to shoot the ball a lot. So anytime you can get that kind of usage, you can be interested. Um, kind of a mid-tier value guy, Wiggins against Brooklyn. Can get behind him at under 6K on FanDuel. DraftKings, he's over 6. And Fantasy Draft at 13-2, I think is a pass. Had that monster game against the Lakers last time out. We'd love it if he could go 9-4-2-1 in the ancillary categories more often. Um, but at 58 on FanDuel, just too cheap. He's going to be in my player pool for sure. Uh, I like Donovan Mitchell today against New Orleans. Last time they played, he went for 50-plus fantasy points. Uh, Cleveland last time out went for over 50 fantasy points. Dude loves to score, and he's a really good player. He's probably your rookie of the year. I mean, I don't know... Who you, I mean, I think at this point in time, better than Ben Simmons in terms of all-around game. I mean, I know I've called Simmons a leaping stud on this podcast before, and he is. But Mitchell, my goodness. I mean, this guy has just surpassed pretty much everybody's expectations. And uh, this game definitely has some potential shootout to it. So um, total in this one, 209.5. So I don't mind Donovan Mitchell today. Not a lot of value at this position. You could go to Evan Fournier today at 6,300 on FanDuel, 6K on DraftKings, 12-3 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, had a bad game the other night against Brooklyn, but was pretty solid the two prior to that. Should get some shots off here against Houston a good bit, so uh, I don't mind him 
at that $6,300 price. Mm, let's see, man, there's not much. I mean, Chris Middleton versus Indiana. Yeah, he's all right. Not my favorite option on the board today. Uh, Bradley Beal versus the Knicks. Man, he has definitely had some big games. Uh, 70 burger last time out against Chicago when he shot, what, uh, 29 times. And actually, he's been 40 or more in three of his last four games. So if he gets you 40, you'll take it at 77 on DraftKings, 84 on FanDuel, 14-6 on Fantasy Draft. Just think there's blowout risk there in this game against the Knicks tonight. Uh, all right, let's keep rolling. Let's move on to small forward, where obviously we've got LeBron James. He's an excellent play. If we can get him on the board. Uh, looks like Kawhi Leonard's probably going to play today, and hopefully you had some Kawhi last night on DraftKings. I didn't have him on FanDuel. Probably should have looked more into that than I did, but um, I know it's a back-to-back. -back. Let me let me double-check and see if he's even... I think he's playing here today. Let me see. Leonard... Maybe not. If he's not playing today, we'll have to double-check on that. Um, if he if he's sitting out the back-to-back, -back, then you can look to a guy like Kyle Anderson today uh, at, what, 53 on DraftKings, 49 on FanDuel, 10-7 on Fantasy Draft. Probably a little too much. But he's the one who's going to get the uptick in usage. But uh, I haven't seen confirmed that he is out. I mean, he finally looked like Kawhi Leonard yesterday. Loved it. It was exciting to see. But he might sit this one out against Philadelphia, I suppose. Uh, Lance Stevenson, he's been the guy who's been done, you know, well in the absence of Oladipo, except against Minnesota last game, and uh, that one was kind of uh, understandable. Or I don't, no, that one wasn't OT. Sorry, Minnesota was coming off the OT in that game, but uh, 42 against Dallas, 31 against Chicago, and then 12. Um, I liked him when he was cheaper at 6,200. I think we're kind of begging a little bit there, so I think he's a pass. Uh, if you're looking for some value on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, Tabo Cephalosha. I don't want to pay the number uh, 4700 on FanDuel, but under 4K on DraftKings, 7600 on Fantasy Draft, really cheap there. And he's playing minutes, over 30 in each of the last two games, and I think he's going to see it uh, again out there today. So I don't mind Tabo Cephalosha tonight. Uh, Covington, 6,100. Don't love the matchup versus San Antonio. Definitely has 30 fantasy point upside. Reserving him for tournaments today. Uh, let's see. Giannis at 11-3. I mean, I'd rather play LeBron James, I think, at 11-5 in this kind of spotlight game against Boston. Uh, we've got Jimmy Butler against Brooklyn, and maybe he's a better option. Save the two grand. Uh, love what I've seen from him lately. Uh, just... Big minutes, getting to the free throw line, is, which is something he wasn't doing earlier. Uh, 11, 11, 7, and 18. And he went 11 for 11, 10 for 11, 7 for 7, 16 for 18. Free points. So love what I've been seeing from Jimmy Butler. Pace up game here versus Brooklyn. Uh, you know, certainly a top play at this position, no question about it. Reggie Bullock's been all right, but again, back to this game. It's hard for me to pull the trigger on him. Can't quite do it, uh, especially at the price. Paul George, kind of interesting against the Lakers. Uh, played the other day and gave you 36 fantasy points in 34 minutes. Mm, not on FanDuel at 84. DraftKings at 76. Fantasy Draft at 13.8. You can certainly make the argument there for him. Um, Durant's fine against Dallas, um, but at 10.5. Probably would just come down a thousand and get Jimmy Butler at this point in time. Uh, T.J. Warren again, tough spot in the back-to-back, -back, but just another guy who 
uh, is such a better player with Devin Booker in the lineup because he doesn't need to be the alpha. He just needs to get shots, and he apparently gets more when he's around 41, 33, 41. Those are his DraftKings scores the last three, and he's under 6,500 at 64 over there, 12-4 fantasy drafts. A little bit more on FanDuel at 75. I don't think we need to reach uh, for him there. Uh, Trevor Ariza, not out of the mix either. Again, going to get a few more shots. But they did sign Gerald Green specifically to spell him. So that's going to kind of take him a little bit off my radar. But uh, P.J. Tucker, that's the guy we got to talk about here a little bit. Played well in that double OT, at least late in that double OT. And he's cheap at 4K, 3,800. Not a guy who really gets shot. So it's not like you look at the uh, the disappearance here of James Harden and be like, P.J. Tucker gets the upgrade. Not really at all, but he still feels awfully cheap in a game of, with this high of a total. And um, I think he's in play as a value option, especially on a night where there might not be a ton as we look at things right now. All right, over at Power 4, got to keep our eye on uh, the Kyle Kuzma situation. If he would be out, Larry Nance would start. That would be a great piece of value for us, but, you know, not for sure that's going to happen. The guy who's been playing well off the bench here and suddenly getting some minutes is uh, is Gorgie Jang. Now, some of that came because of foul trouble. He had 17 real-life points last game. I don't think we want to go there just yet. Um, there should be enough value that opens up. Amir Johnson could be a part of that. You don't love taking guys versus the Spurs, but he is so cheap at 3600 I'm probably going to come up into the... Uh, 6K range. Uh, Derek Favors, I think, is one of my favorite plays on the night. He's going to get Boogie Cousins defense probably, and that's not anything to be afraid of. And they're going to need big bodies in there versus uh, Cousins and Davis. I think he goes over 30 minutes tonight. And typically, when he does that, you're in good shape. 34, 32, 30 each of the last three games. So uh, 64 FanDuel, 6K DraftKings, 12-3 Fantasy Draft. Love me some Derek Favors tonight. Aaron Gordon, love him as well. I think he's Borderline plug-and-play. I think he's going to be like, an, you know, give it a couple weeks, he'll be like 8,700. And he's 78 on DraftKings, 8K on FanDuel, only 14-4 on Fantasy Draft. Pace up home game. Yes, love me some Aaron Gordon. Uh, you can look some LaMarcus Aldridge, especially if we get uh, Kawhi Leonard out tonight. He's been playing really well, 44, 35, 40, 39, 46. And maybe a little bit more usage shuffled his, his way. Against a Philadelphia team, not particularly great on defense, but 8400 not a gimme price tag on him tonight. I've been rolling some Serge Ibaka lately, and it's been working out. Uh, nice game for him yesterday, or two game, two days ago. Took 19 shots against Milwaukee. I told you, he just needs to get those blocks. Got four blocks, gave you 35 fantasy points on DraftKings. Uh, I think he's in play once again in the under 6K range. Uh, again, if... Uh, Draymond Green would be out, absolutely fine, looking to uh, Jordan Bell. Dario Saric, 7K, 68 on DraftKings. We pay this number on him. Over 40 fantasy points, three straight. We're without Embiid likely tonight. It is the Spurs. It's not a great matchup, but he's been playing with a lot of confidence out there. 9 of 13 shooting, 6 of 15, 10 of 12. Uh... I like what I've seen from him, so uh, I don't think he's unplayable. I don't quite think he's a cash game play for my lineups tonight, but uh, definitely tournament option. Thaddeus Young, Sabonis, a couple of guys who will get an uptick in usage with Oladipo out. Don't hate them. Um, Markeith, if you need some more value at 4-8. Loved him when he was in like the, the 
uh, even cheaper than that. Wasn't he like in the 39? I guess he was never that much, that that cheap. Um, but uh, he, he can get you in the mid-20s. You know, he can get you maybe close to 30 fantasy points at 48, 47 on DraftKings, 88 on Fantasy Draft. Not the worst punt play on the board today if you need to go that route. Probably not playing Porzingis on the back-to-back, but uh, at that price point, 9,200, just a little bit too rich for my blood. Uh, Ryan Anderson maybe gets an uptick. A little revenge, maybe? A former Orlando Magic player. Uh, should be able to shoot in that gym, so 4.3. Kind of interesting there. Uh, and I think that covers it. I'm fine with Taj. And don't even hate Mello today, uh, which is tr- surprising to say. But at 6,200, he's going to get some shots up. But uh, probably not. Probably probably not going to play him too much tonight. All right, last position, this center spot. Let's get to it. Rashawn Holmes uh, has really done well in the absence of Embiid this season, and we're probably going to get that here tonight. Uh, super active on the interior, blocks some shots, which is phenomenal for us. He's cheap, 4,100 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings, fantasy draft at 9,400. So keep your eye on that. If Greg Monroe would start tonight, then uh, we might want to play him because he's been good when he actually plays. Um, Guess what? Hasn't played since the 21st of December. Literally has not played. So keep our eye on that one. Triano's just a mess of a coach out there, I think. And, uh, you know, Monroe, 32-37. That's what he's given you in the two games that he's played. It's been a while, but 5,200 on FanDuel, 45 on DraftKings, 85 on Fantasy Draft. He gets the start if Tyson Chandler sits. He's been good in that role. Uh, boy, centers can eat versus the Lakers, and man, Steven Adams, love this guy. Uh, not great the last two games, so that could bring his ownership. Certainly brought his salary down uh, a tad, uh, back under 6-7K over there on FanDuel, which is just fine. I think it's time to jump back on him if you're uh, you know looking to you know build some of those fair and balanced lineups. So, like him a good bit here today. Uh, let's see, we've got... DeMarcus Cousins at 10-5. You know, I didn't talk about Anthony Davis. He's actually pretty cheap over there on uh, on DraftKings tonight. I don't. I'm not afraid to use Bigs versus Utah right now. Again, this total's high at like 209, uh, now up to 210 and a half. So I don't hate using these guys with the price decrease that they have over on DK in particular. So uh, absolutely a guy that you know is going to be in play for me. Uh, all right, Julius Randle, I like him today against OKC. Tough matchup maybe against um, against Stephen Adams, pretty good defender, but over 30 and three consecutive. Uh, I'm not sure I'm paying the 69 on FanDuel, but the 60, the 57 on DraftKings, uh, clearly going to be in play for us. So uh, give him a little bit of consideration on that site in particular. Uh, again, Cousins 12K on FanDuel is probably a little bit too much. For me to go, but uh, a good bit cheaper for you over on DraftKings. Uh, okay, let's see. I lost my spot on my sheet here. Hassan Whiteside, interesting spot here. Um, Eighty-three hundred on FanDuel is an absolute no-go, but they're dangling that carrot at you for sixty-six hundred uh, against Detroit, and he had thirty-one fantasy points last game against Orlando. It's funny. I talk about how I'm not playing anybody here, and then I seemingly talk about every player on Detroit, Miami, but. Um, there's some bad blood between him and Andre Drummond. Like, they've gotten into it a little bit, I think. Um, or no, that, let me take that back. It's Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid got into both Whiteside and Drummond. So I can't say 
that the white side versus Drummond has yielded anything. So I, I take that back. But I won't take back the fact that he went for 20 and 12 for a 42 spot against Detroit on the road earlier this season. So um, when he plays, dude locks in double-digit rebounds. And uh, nine points for him in that last game is not great. He can do better than that. Didn't block a shot and still gave you 31. think he's in play on DraftKings, maybe even on Fantasy Draft where you've got flexibility. Uh, FanDuel is just a complete and utter fade there. Uh, Jokic does everything. Um, but the price has kind of come up on him a little bit. I think there's some blowout risk, so I probably won't be going there on too many of my lineups tonight. Um, let's see. Well, just looking here real quick. If there's anybody else that we feel we need to roster today. Not going to POW. Um, I think that's... Uh, Kevin Love, I'm all right with here tonight. Didn't play... Uh, great last night, 30 fantasy points, but was a little bit under the weather. I think he comes to play in this game here against Boston. This is a big game, so uh, don't mind him today on FanDuel at 7,900 here today. Uh, I think that's that's about all I'm looking at here tonight um, in terms of players that I'm looking to play. Thanks so much for checking us out on the Fantasy Fix. Uh, please, if you haven't uh, made the count over at Fantasy Draft, now's a good time to do it. If you haven't Try Blue Apron. Now's a great time to do it. Uh, Blueapron.com slash fantasy fix. Remember, three free meals for you, free shipping. No reason not to give that a try. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow for the Thursday slate. But uh, thanks so much for the listen, download, and uh, good luck tonight. We'll see you. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.